It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 43 of the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. All of us have at least one thing in common. We love classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Also, I enjoy naked jello bass. But I digress. Today, on Memorial Day, we're featuring It's Higgins, Sir, a great old comedy radio show that ran as a replacement for The Bob Hope Show in the summer of 1951. It only ran for a few episodes, and it never got picked up as a regular show after the summer ended, but it has a very fond place in the hearts of many of us classic radio comedy show fans. It starred Harry McNaughton as Higgins, a British butler who was willed to the Roberts family in America when their distant relative died along with a valuable silver tea set. Most of the shows featured the Roberts' attempts to get used to having a formal, stuffy servant in their daily lives, with varying results. Over time, Higgins started to grow on the family and help them in various difficult situations that they found themselves in. The show was canceled before the stories could really take off, but it remains to this day a gem of classic old-time radio comedy sitcom shows. And today, I'm going to give you the first two episodes back-to-back. It's Memorial Day, after all. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we present the July 3rd and July 10th, 1951 episodes of It's Higgins, Sir, right after this brief message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's no mister, it's Higgins, sir. The National Broadcasting Company presents a new comedy series, It's Higgins, Sir. Conceived and produced by Paul Harrison and starring Harry McNaughton as Higgins. The family you are about to meet is called Roberts. They are, loosely speaking, an average family who live in an average house in an average town. They were living their own peaceful average lives until today. For today, an influence entered their lives that set them apart, made them different from their neighbors. And that influence was... Good afternoon. Is this the residence of Mr. Philip Roberts? Why, yes, it is. I'm Mrs. Roberts. How do you do? I'm Higgins. Well, how do you do, Mr. Higgins? It's just Higgins, madam. No, mister. I'm a gentleman's gentleman. Oh, really? <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Yes. <clears throat> I, uh, I just arrived from England to bring your husband an inheritance. I beg your pardon, madam, but I think your house just collapsed. <laughs> oh, no. That's just the way my 14-year-old son comes down the stairs. My word, hasn't he learned to walk yet? <laughs> I got baseball practice, Mama. See you later. Take care. Don't be a wild Indian. 
Indians. Oh, we still have Indians here. I beg your pardon. Oh, nothing. I was saying before that scalp hunter flew by, I've come all the way from England to present to your husband this priceless heirloom Queen Anne silver service that he's inherited from my late employer, Sir Reginald Robertson. Oh, well, well, really, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, if I were in your place, madam, I should probably ask me to come in. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting a little tired holding the silver. Oh, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Won't you come in? Uh, thank you. Uh, you may put the silver down on this hall table. Uh, thank you. And now, if you'll excuse me, I'll get my bags. Surely. Put them in the... Your bags? You mean bags? With your clothes in it? Obviously. I hope you didn't think I came over from England with a knapsack. <laughs> You don't intend to stay here. Precisely. Madam, where this silver goes, I go. My grandfather polished this silver all his life. My father polished this silver all his life. And I intend to polish this silver all my life. But, but, but... Uh, the word is butler, madam. <laughs> you Americans have shortcuts for everything, haven't you? <laughs> and now, if you'll be as good to show me to my room... But... Oh, very well, if you insist, madam, I'm your new butt. <laughs> Higgins, madam. Mr. Higgins. There's no mister. It's just Higgins, madam. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Philip Roberts' office. May I talk to my husband, please? This is Mrs. Roberts. Oh, surely. One moment, Mrs. Roberts. Hello? Hello, is that you, Philip? Oh, hello, Elizabeth. Uh, look, dear, I'm right in the middle of a conference. Uh, is anything wrong? 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 Oh, Philip, you just haven't any idea. We have a butler. A what? He just walked in with an armful of real silverware that his father polished all his life, and he's going to spend the rest of his life polishing it right here in the middle of our dining we have a bus. Uh, 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 wait a minute, Liz. Wait a minute. We, we seem to have a bad connection. Hello? Uh, uh, hello? Hello? Uh, is that you, Elizabeth? Yes, Philip. Can't you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you now. Uh, we had a bad connection. Some dizzy dame yelling something about her butler. Philip, that was me. <laughs> Philip, listen. You must come home at once this minute. The middle of the day? Uh, uh, excuse me a minute, dear. Uh, gentlemen... I'm sorry, but we shall have to end this conference now. Uh, <laughs> a little domestic emergency? We'll continue this demonstration tomorrow. You can leave the golf clubs here. Good day. <laughs> now, Elizabeth, what is this nonsense about a butler? It's no nonsense. We have an English butler. Elizabeth, come closer to the phone. Yes. Now you can tell me, dear. It won't matter. Tell you what? You haven't been in the liquor closet, have you? Philip, Philip. Well, really, of all the things to no, say, no, I never no, in my Liz, life... Liz, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I was only joking. Philip, this is no joke. He's upstairs in the guest room right now, unpacking. Good. Let him stay there. But he can't stay there. My Aunt Millie is coming, and that's her room. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Elizabeth, I have a great idea. When Aunt Millie comes, don't don't say a word to her. Let her barge right up to the guest room as she usually does, and let her bump smack into this butler. And then what? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Roberts. Yes, Mrs. Roberts. Uh, 
I must congratulate you. This kitchen is spotless. It was spotless before you came, and it'll be spotless after you leave. I wasn't aware that anyone was leaving. No, no. Ah, the stove. What have we cooking for dinner? Briggs, what is this football doing in the oven? Football? That's my roast beef. <laughs> That's roast beef? Incredible. What are you basting it with, iodine? For your information, the family likes it well done. It has another half hour to roast. Another half hour? Why, you can practically use it now as a bowling ball. <laughs> That's the way I've been cooking in this family for 17 years. 17 years? The family is still intact? <laughs> Astonishing. Tell me, Briggs, where is the housekeeper and the maid? You're talking to her. I am the housekeeper, the maid, and the cook. Housekeeper, maid, and cook? All at the same time, you know, someday you Americans will carry this mass production too far. <laughs> now, look here, I've been running this house the same way for 17 years, and no one is going to change it. Oh, you must be one of those Democrats I've read about. <laughs> and now, perhaps you could tell me where the table calls are. Get in that drawer over there. But I say, these are breakfast cloths. Where are the dinner cloths? Dinner cloths? Look, kiddo, you see that tablecloth you have in your hand? You mean this breakfast cloth? Yes. Now turn it around on the other side. Yes. That's our dinner cloth. <laughs> Briggs, you don't understand. I intend to use the silver service tonight for the first time, and I want the formal lace dinner cloth. Lace? <laughs> I say that sound you're making is a trifle more than nauseating. Lace? <laughs> The only lace you'll find in this house is up in the attic on a pair of Grandma's old pantaloons. Briggs, which way to the attic? <laughs> Pardon me. Yes? You must be the butler Mother told us about. Yes. Who, uh, what are you? I am Miss Roberts. With those trousers on, I shall have to accept your word. These are not trousers. These are dungarees. Yeah, I beg your pardon? Dungarees. You know what the sailors wear. Don't the girls in England wear dungarees? Not only do the young ladies in England not wear dungarees, but they do not know any sailors to get them from. <laughs> My name is not Hay. It's Higgins. And I am a butler. Whom do I have the honor of addressing? I'm Tommy Roberts. Oh, yes, of course, the Indian, yes. <laughs> from the look of your clothes, you must have been ambushed. <laughs> I just come back from baseball practice. I would suggest that you get out of those things and get ready for dinner. Change my clothes? Why, who's going to be there? I shall be there. I shall draw your bath and be back later to dress you. Dress me? Dress me? Oh, it's moments like these that make one realize the danger of overpopulation. Hello. I'm Debbie. I'm eight years old. This house must have been built over an abandoned orphanage. 
Tell me, Miss Debbie, how many of you, uh, you Robertses are there in the family? Well, I have an older sister and an older brother, and I'm the youngest. Oh, I forgot. My father and mother are older, too. How odd. Well, that's because they were born before I was. Logical. <laughs> I'm going to be an actress and go on the stage when I grow up. My dear Miss Deborah, I assume that Debbie is the diminutive of Deborah? You mean Debbie's my nickname? <laughs> Fine little mind. That's what I mean, yes. Is it? It's what? Little angel, listen carefully. Is your name not Deborah? Yes, it is not Deborah. It's Debbie. I shall make it extremely simple. When you were born, what were you called? A little girl. <laughs> oh, I say, this, this conversation is wreaking havoc on my blood pressure. And now, Miss Deborah, with your permission, I should like to withdraw. You have my permission. Thank you. I have met the enemy, and they are definitely not mine. Is that you, Philip? Yes, yes, it is, Elizabeth. Oh, thank goodness you've come. Give me a hat and coat. <laughs> Allow me, madam. Oh, oh Philip, uh, this is him. He, uh, that man, that is, well, I mean... It's Higgins, sir. Oh, how do you do? Uh, uh, this is my husband. Philip, this is Higgins. I mean, Higgins. Oh, Hawkins, this is Poppins. Hey, dear, take it easy, will you, dear? Take it easy. Hold everything. I'll introduce myself. <clears throat> I am Mr. Roberts. It's a pleasure, sir. I've been looking forward to this moment ever since I arrived. Oh. Oh, oh, really? Uh, well, your hat and coat, sir. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Higgins. It's just a Higgins, sir. Yes, he was just playing Higgins. No front or back. Just <laughs> Higgins. <laughs> your hat and coat, sir. Huh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mighty nice of you. Oh, Higgins, put it in that closet over there. Yes, madam, I know. I've investigated all the closets. See what I mean, Philip? He's looked in all my closets. Even Aunt Lily doesn't look in all my closets. All right, dear. All right, I'll have a talk with him. Be firm, Philip. Don't be afraid. Afraid? Why should I be afraid after Anything all, else, sir? Uh, uh, what? Uh, oh, yeah, yes. Uh, yes, as a, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'd like to have a little chat with you uh, at your convenience, of course. Oh, very good, sir. Shall we, uh, shall we go into the drawing room? Where's that? Right here, sir. Oh, oh. Oh, you mean the living room. Yes, sir, the drawing room. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, let's talk turkey. Turkey, sir? <laughs> I mean, let's, let's get down to cases. Yes. In the uh, first place, how am I related to this... Uh... Uh, sir Robertson? Mm. Well, you see, sir, the first Sir Robertson had a son who migrated to America to seek his fortune. And when the revolution broke out, the son fought on the side of the Americans. Good for him. Yes, sir. And when Sir Robertson heard about that, he was furious. He disowned his own son, as you might say. He sort of cut him off. Cut him off. Exactly, sir. Well, the son, who had become typically American by this time, said, Since I'm no longer your son, I shall cut you off. And ever since then, in this country, Robertson has remained Roberts. Oh, I see. <laughs> see, uh, I'm descended from the Sir Robertson who cut off his son, Roberts, who in turn cut off the son from Robertson. Precisely. Well, I'm a son of a gun. 
If you say so, sir. <laughs> now, uh, what about this silver? The silver was made hundreds of years ago by Queen Anne's own silversmith and was given to the family when the first Sir Robertson was knighted. And you mean now it's mine? Yes, sir. And here are the papers to prove it. Thank you. Uh, and uh, what about you? I'm yours, too, sir. You're mine, too. <laughs> Rather. <laughs> well, it, this is silly, Higgins. I, I'm sorry, but I just can't pay for a butler. But it's all been taken care of, sir. You'll find it in paragraph 10, in very small print. You mean you're going to be paid as long as you stay here with me? No, sir, no. no only as long as I stay here with the silver. Who said so? It's all right there, sir, a little further down in the small, small print. Higgins, I've made up my mind. You will have to go, and you can take the silver with you. Very good, sir. But I feel I should tell you that this silver is worth 3,000 pounds. I don't care if it's worth it. 3,000 pounds? Uh -huh. <laughs> well, that's... Uh... About $8,000. Uh, approximately, yes, sir. Mm, $8,000. Higgins, I, uh... <laughs> well, now, after all, I, I don't want to do anything hastily. No. <laughs> after all, I just can't throw away $8,000. Uh, I mean, uh... Well, this is a very serious problem. You, uh, you can see that, can't you? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, indeed, sir. And now, sir, with your permission, I should like to withdraw. Dinner shall be served at six. Six? But we always eat at seven. I'm sorry, sir, but tonight it will have to be at six. If the roast beef gets any blacker, I shan't have the strength to serve it. Ah. <laughs> All right. But uh, tomorrow, make it seven o'clock. Uh, that is, if you're still here tomorrow. Uh, very good, sir. Oh, one more thing, sir. I yes. took the liberty of using the silver service tonight so that you all may have the pleasure of seeing it for the first time. Well, that should be interesting. Yeah, will there be anything else, sir? No, no, that's all. I thank you, Mr. Higgins. It's Higgins, sir. Let's see. Uh, uh, here it is. Uh, paragraph 10. All monies to be paid for the service of the last of the Higgins family shall be provided by the last of the Robertson family to... Oh, wit, uh, uh, what, what? Oh. Where have you been? I've been looking for you all over the house. I've just been reading this will. A remarkable document. <laughs> I can't understand a word of it. Never mind the will. Philip, hmm? did you or did you not ask him to leave? Uh, yes. Is he? Uh... No. What? Well, not exactly no. You, you see, I told him we'd, we'd talk it over and let him know. Philip, there is nothing to talk over. He must go. What am I going to do with a man around the house all day? Oh, he's not really a man. He's an Englishman. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, he's a uh, butler. Philip, you didn't tell him. I did, dear. I did. But uh, there are other considerations. Uh, do you realize that he goes... The silver has to go with him? I don't care. I have my own silver. But this silver's worth at least $10,000. I don't care if it... How much? At least $10,000. $10,000? For a silver service? <laughs> Must be made of gold. Uh... <laughs> yes, uh, and so you see, dear, that's just one of the considerations that we have to think about. Hello, Dad. Oh, hello, dear. Oh, did you come to see our butler? Well, dear... Isn't he just scrumptious? 
Oh, can you just possibly imagine how all the girls will just die of envy now that they know we have a butler? Yeah, yeah, just a minute, just a minute. Uh, what do you mean, now that they know he just got here? Oh, I called them all on the phone, and they're all just dying to meet him. Imagine him going to the door and saying to Pudgy, Miss Roberts is not receiving today. If you will leave your card, I will inform her that you call. Hey, this is getting more complicated than I thought. That's another consideration. Hiya, Pop. Did you come to see... Yes, the... I came to see the butler. Boy, is he a sissy. Pop, that man has to go. It's either he or me. It's either he or I. Uh, don't tell me you're going, too. You see, Philip, he's breaking up our home. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. One at a time. Now, tell me, what's this ultimatum about? I can't tell you, Pop. You just have to take my word for it. He and me. He and I. Now you stay out of this. Him and I cannot stay under the same roof. I just can't throw him out like that, Tommy, unless you tell me why. Okay, here it comes. Have you been dressing yourself all your life? What a silly question. Of course I have. Well, you can kiss those days goodbye. From now on, he's going to dress you. What? <laughs> he, he tried to dress me for dinner. Mother. You don't suppose he'll try? <gasps> if you don't get rid of that, that beast. You see, Pop, I told you. Now, wait a minute. Calm down, everybody. Now, let me explain. He is a gentleman's gentleman. He has nothing to do with the lady. He better not. When he says he wants to dress you, he merely means that he'll lay out your clothes. You know, like in all those movies. Mrs. Robert, I am given my notice. I will not stay in this house another minute. Rigsy, not after all these years. Rigsy, what do you mean? What's going on? Quiet. 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 Now, what is there about Higgins you can't stand? All day long, he's been in my kitchen and pelted my roast beef and, and saying that he was going to set the table. And after 17 years, I'm not good enough to serve the food. He's going to serve the supper. Philip, do something. I will not have that man here another moment. Oh, but, Mother, think of the prestige. So am I, Pop. You'll make sissies out of it's it. It's him or me. It's he or I. It's me or him. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One at a time. Now, listen, everyone. This is an important decision we have to make. Let's not be too hasty. After all, there are... I beg of your pardon, but is that you, Father? Did you come yes, home... Yes, yes, I came home to see the butler. Isn't he charming? I find him utterly fascinating. Debbie, stop that. I beg your pardon, Father, but it's Miss Deborah. Yes, yes. Sir. Now, Debbie, behave yourself. Really, Father... This conversation is wreaking havoc on my blood pressure. What? She got that from Higgins. Debbie, shh, you're spoiling it. It's Miss Deborah. Well, this is the last straw. I'm going to get rid of that man if if I have to throw him out myself. Oh, boy, Father, you don't know what to do. You're Higgins? Sir? Nothing. <laughs> Shall we all dine? <laughs> I must admit this cousin is beautiful, and he does serve so graciously. Why did we have to eat it in the dark? He turned out all the lights. <laughs> he says the silver looks more beautiful in candlelight. Are you enjoying your dinner? No. 
Why not? I'm a funny guy. I like to see what I need. <laughs> Father, I'll never forget the expression on your face when you started to eat your soup and it turned out to be gravy. Very funny. Why is everyone talking in whispers? I'm not. Master Thomas, more potatoes. No, thanks. You were saying, Tom? Nothing. Nothing at all. Miss Deborah, will there be something else? Uh, no, thank you, Higgins. Everything has just been zippy. <laughs> shall, I, shall I serve the coffee in here, madam, or will you take it in the drawing room? We'll have it in here if you don't mind, Higgins. Very good, madam. Will, uh, will you pour, or shall I? Up to yesterday, I brought the coffee to the table in the cup. You may pour, Higgins. Very good, madam. I wonder who that can be. I'll open it. No, I'll get it. It's probably Pudgy. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> Sit down, everyone. I don't see who it is. Briggs, if you will go back to your kitchen, I think I can handle this emergency. <laughs> Higgins, will you see who's up the door? Debbie? Yes, thank you, Miss Deborah. Deborah, you're not to give orders. Shh, Mother, I can't hear who it is. Whom do you wish to see? Come, come, young man. Close your mouth and stop staring at me. Mother, that's pudgy. Roberts is still at dinner. Sit down, Nancy. He'll be announced when dinner is over. But, Father, he doesn't know... Sit down. Elizabeth, I think I like this. <laughs> Imagine not having pudgy bouncing in here to spoil my dinner. Can I, can I take your card in? Card? Pudgy doesn't have a card. <laughs> you left it home. <laughs> May I suggest you go home and get it? Mother, he's chasing Pudgy away. <laughs> this idea looks better all the time. Mother, who was it, Higgins? I really couldn't tell, madam. Some rather frightening-looking object with porcupine hair. <laughs> Oh, it was horrible. Stood staring at me with wide open fish eyes. That was Pudgy! <laughs> Mother, he chased Pudgy away. The, uh, the gentleman did say he would be back sometime later this evening. If anyone calls for me, I have retired to my bedroom. Debbie, if I have to speak to you again, I'm... And you needn't ask Higgins to answer the bell. Uh, thank you, sir. Boy, now I know what it's like to eat in a prison. Whom do you wish to see? Whom do I wish to see? Whom the blazes are you? I am Higgins. Were you expected? Was I expected? I'm always expected. I'm Aunt Millie. Now get out of my way or I'll trample you down. <laughs> if you'll wait in the drawing room, the family is still at dinner. At dinner? They don't eat dinner until 7 o'clock, and it's only quarter up now. Out of my way. If you persist in barging in, madam, I should be forced to restrain you physically. <laughs> you dare lay a hand on well, me. Uh, what's going on out here, anyway, huh? Philip, get this overdressed baboon out of my way. <laughs> well, Aunt Millie, how nice of you to drop in. Aunt Millie, how sweet of you to visit. Do come in. Shall I set another place, madam? Yes, if you please, Higgins. What's the meaning of this? 
I've never been so insulted in my life. Imagine keeping me out of my own great niece's house. Hey, here, here. Uh, sit down, Aunt Millie, and I'll tell you all about it. Now, see here, Philip. Have you been holding out on me? Since when can you afford a butler? Oh, he came with the silver service. What silver service? The only silver service in this family is the one I was going to will you. <laughs> well, we, we don't need it now. Uh, we have some, thank you, from my side of the family. See here, Philip. Why I won't have you doing this uh, to taking me. Taking your pardon, Aunt Millie. You take coffee. <laughs> what do you mean, coffee? I take the whole dinner. I'm sorry, Aunt Millie. Dinner has been served. Philip? Sorry, Aunt Millie, but... Uh... You heard the man. But, Philip, you have a rule in this house that dinner is at seven o'clock and it's only a quarter to seven. Well, you see, Aunt Millie, uh, Higgins is used to serving dinner at six. Well, I'm all the nerve. Philip, you seem to forget that your family is mentioned in my will. Aunt Millie, I think one will a day is enough. That's, uh, that's how we got Higgins and this silver you see before you. Worth at least $15,000. <laughs> Cream, Aunt Millie. Don't you, Aunt Millie, me, you, you stuffed shirt. Philip, this is all a frame-up. You... <laughs> Elizabeth. Yes, Aunt Millie? Where did you get this late tablecloth? I don't know. Higgins got it. This looks familiar. <laughs> I thought so. Great land of Goshen, you're eating on my grandmother's bloomers. <laughs> Philip, either that man goes this instant or I do. Philip, perhaps you didn't hear me. I said either that man leaves or I do. <laughs> well? <laughs> well? Uh, Higgins, come here. I want to shake your hand. Very good, sir. <laughs> oh, Higgins, for years I've been trying to get rid of that old biddy. For years she's been coming here at a quarter of seven just in time to get invited for dinner, and you got rid of her. Oh, the house is yours, Mr. Higgins. It's Higgins, sir. <laughs> Ben, it's Higgins, sir. The first in a new comedy series starring Harry McNaughton with Vinton Hayworth and Peggy Allenby as Mr. and Mrs. Roberts. It's Higgins, sir, was written, produced, and directed by Paul Harrison. The preceding program was transcribed. Join Jack Pearl next on NBC.
There's no mister. It's just Higgins, sir. The National Broadcasting Company presents the second in a new comedy series, It's Higgins, Sir. Created and transcribed by Paul Harrison and starring Harry McNaughton as Higgins. I bequeath my entire Queen Anne silver service to Philip Roberts. That the Silver Service and Higgins shall be inseparable, and that both must be kept by Philip Roberts or neither. <laughs> yes, this will, dictated by the late Sir Philip Robertson of Great Britain, was the reason we find our friends the Roberts with a very English butler. And the Roberts, in turn, find themselves bewildered. And in the morning, no one can be as bewildered as Mr. Roberts. <laughs> Someone at the bedroom door. <laughs> Philip, please. Oh, Elizabeth, be quiet. I'm sleeping. There's someone at the door, and you've got to get up. I don't hear anything. Well, I do. Then you answer. <laughs> I can't. I don't have any slippers. I should do. I tripped over them getting in bed. You threw them at a cat last night. All right, I'll answer it. It's the middle of the night. Go away, it's the middle of the night. Good morning, sir. It's eight o'clock, Mr. Roberts. Your tea, sir. My what? If you'll open your eyes, sir, it's tea. Your before breakfast tea, sir. I never drink before breakfast tea before breakfast. <laughs> It might be nice to have tea before we get out of bed. Very good, madam. Shall I bring the tray in? Oh, oh no, 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 I, I... Oh, you can't come in here. I'm... I'm... She's barefooted. <laughs> I'll take the tray in. Very good, sir. Uh, uh, be, be careful, sir. Don't be silly. I'm as steady as a rock. Undoubtedly, yes. But wouldn't it be easier if you opened your eyes, sir? <laughs> Never mind. Just turn me around and... Aim me. If you say so, sir. Breakfast will be served at 8.30. What a lovely idea, having tea in bed. Uh, put the tray right there, dear. That's right. Now I'll pour. Do you realize I've been deprived of a half hour's sleep? Here, try your tea, dear. It might make you feel better. Tea? Make me feel better? I can't even keep my eyes open. I wonder how it is as an eye wash. Stop grumbling and try it. All right. Just to please you, I... It's boiling hot. Your eyes are open now, dear. Well, now I've had my whole breakfast. Tea and boiled Heavens, the enemy enters the gates. Morning, Miss Briggs. 
What are we having for breakfast? I am Higgins. No one could possibly mistake me for a woman. Gee, I'm sorry you're wearing her apron and cap, and, and she always cooks the meals. Miss Briggs has the day off. Apparently, she's going to take a music lesson. Music lesson? Yeah, she said she was going on a toot. (laughs) (laughs) And what's that you're cooking for breakfast? Kippers. Kippers? What are kippers? Kippered herring, a fish commonly eaten for breakfast. Fish for breakfast? Oh, no. Master Thomas, may I remind you that the proof of the pudding is in the eating. You're making that old fish into a pudding? Master Thomas, I am very familiar with the Roberts family tree. I, for one, would not want to be the first to tie the family sapling into a pretzel. Boy, the way that stuff smells. It's just like the time Pop had a campfire going and I stuck an old sneaker in it. Young man, I understand you're a boy scout. I suggest you retire from the kitchen unless you hold a merit badge for handling dynamite. Okay, okay, I'll go. But what I'm smelling, I ain't eating. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Briggsy. Oh, no. Must I go through this again? Pardon me. I'm dreadfully sorry, Higgins. Oh, it's quite all right, Miss Deborah. What's that you're cooking? You know, it smells just like the time, Tommy. I know, I know. It reminds you of sneakers in a campfire. How did you know? Mm, Oh, we cook sneakers in England all the time. Oh. (laughs) What are you cooking? Keppers. Kippers. Oh, yes, of course, kippers. Kippers, yes. I just love them with plenty of jam. Excuse me. (laughs) Kippers with jam? Revolting. Good morning, Briggsy. Good heavens, it's Higgins. Hey, how come you're wearing that silly-looking apron and dust cap? I always wear these when I cook sneakers. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Who's burning sneakers in the kitchen? Breakfast will be served immediately in the sneakers. I mean, in the dining room. <laughs> All right, Higgins. Come on, everyone. Yes, come, come on. Look who's speaking, Mother, look at the sideboard. All the food's over there. Yeah, nothing on the table. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I understand. How very English of Higgins. What? Serving breakfast buffet style. You mean we all got to eat standing up? This is too much. First he wakes me up a half an hour early, then he burns my tongue, and now I've got to eat standing up. I'll serve you, dear. Now you just sit right there and relax. Oh, my. These things look delicious. There you are, dear. All right. That's the sugar and cream. Uh, The sugar and cream? Certainly. I've been using them for years. I don't eat my cereal rye. Philip, you better open your eyes. Don't be silly. My eyes are open. I. <laughs> what is this right here on my plate? Uh, uh, kippered herring, dear. Kippered herring? For breakfast? You're just lucky you didn't make a pudding out of them. Take it away, dear. Far, far away. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I'd better. But there are lots of other nice things. I wonder how they do taste with jam. Uh, here you are, Philip. Try this. Don't they smell delicious? They smell like... They're kidneys. Kidneys? Kidneys? Holy mackerel. Mackerel, sir? I didn't realize you fancied mackerel. We'll have that tomorrow morning, sir. <laughs> kidneys? Take them away, far, far away, and hurry. Very well. I shall withdraw my kippers and kidneys. Just bring me some corn crunchies, the cereal that flips, flaps, and flops. Flips? <laughs> Flips, flaps, and flops. Noisy little things, aren't they? <laughs> I should think that kippers would be much more pleasant in the morning, sir. 
They're very quiet. They just lie there. <laughs> I'll try some of the kippers, Higgins. They look lovely. Those kidneys sure don't. Yeah, t- t- Tommy, please. I'm getting a little queasy. I think I'm seasick. Oh, really, sir? I have just the remedy for that, sir. On my trip over on the Queen Elizabeth, I was a little bit shaky. I, I was quite seasick. Well, 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 what's the remedy? And, and make it quick. Yes, sir. I can highly recommend a large pony of brandy... With a raw oyster in it. That did it. I have a feeling it's time for me to leave, but fast. Oh, it's Mr. Marshall, Daddy. Shall I answer the door, sir? No, 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 no. It's quite all right. Again, sir, he drives me to work. Uh, this week, that is, I drove him last week. I see, sir. Your hat and coat, sir. Thank you, Higgins, for everything. You're entirely welcome, sir. Goodbye, dear. Bye, Bye, See you later. Where's my briefcase? Where's my briefcase? Higgins carried it out to the car. Oh, no, no, no. That's the last straw. I didn't want Ed to see Higgins. Oh. Oh. Morning, Phil. Have I got another customer this morning? Uh, uh, morning, Ed. Uh, 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 this is... Uh, uh, this is uh, uh, Hi, buddy. My name's Marshall. Mine is Higgins, sir. Well, hop in, Higgins. I'm late. Uh, no, 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 Ed. You, uh, you don't understand. Uh, <laughs> Higgins can't go with it. He's not... He's my... (laughs) Phil's always like this in the morning. Hop in, Higgins. Uh, Thank you, sir. But I'm Higgins, the butler. Oh. Goodbye, Mr. Roberts. Butler? Well, it's a long story. Butler? Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, di, da, da. Now, there's no need to make an issue of this. It's all very simple. I had a, a very, very distant relative in England who... Left me the butler along with the silver service. Never mind the excuses, Phil, old boy. I've known you a long time. Uh, tell me, does he tie your shoelaces for you? No, I can do that for myself. Oh, you great big strong boy. <laughs> he even carried your briefcase to the car. <laughs> oh, brother, no wonder you can't play golf. Hey, say, maybe you could get Higgins to carry you around the course piggyback. <laughs> See what I mean? I play a pretty good game of golf. Sure, 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 sure. Have you ever beat me? Well, well, you've been pretty lucky. I'd, I'd come close. Uh, but I... See what I mean? I exercise. I take care of myself. Physical condition, that's a ticket. Why, Philzy, you won't believe this, but I brush my own teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and your poor son, Tommy... Now he won't have a chance at all. Now, you listen, Ed. Tommy's all boy, and don't you forget it. He's, he's strong and tough, and he can take care of himself. Sure, 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 sure. Then how come my Eddie can chin himself more times than Tommy? Well, Eddie can get his chin over the bar easier. What does that have to do with it? Well, it's just easier. With a receding chin like your Eddie's. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, what about that wrestling match Eddie won? Said Tommy was a pushover. Okay, okay, you win. Say, I'm still hungry. Let's stop somewhere for a cup of coffee and a donut, Oh, eh? please. Please don't mention food to me. What do you mean? You're always ready to eat. Anytime. Well, this morning my breakfast was... <laughs> uh, let me tell you about my breakfast. <laughs> uh, the butler, eh? Mm. I suppose he can whip up quite a meal. Higgins is a jewel. He served us a real English breakfast. First... Now, first, there was a, a lovely steaming platter of kippered herring. Kippered herring? Mm. Fish? Mm. For breakfast? 
What an aroma, Ed. Like sneakers. I mean, uh, what, a, what a lovely smell of smoked fish permeated the entire house. I'm not sure I want to hear about it. Oh, but I insist. Now, <laughs> after the kippers came the real piece de resistance. A platter heaped with kidneys. Uh. Kidneys? Mm. Oh, Phil. Uh, kidneys a la Sir Robertson, covered with a rich brown sauce. You ought to try them with jam. Debbie does. Oh, what an aroma. <laughs> Phil, please. Uh, what I especially liked was the finishing touch. A large pony of brandy with a great big raw oyster floating in it. You drive? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Higgins, you move about so quietly. Perhaps you should whistle as you move about the house so you won't startle me. Whistle, madam. I can't even produce a medium-sized pucker. Oh, that's too bad. No Englishman can whistle. Why not? Stiff up a lip. <laughs> Your morning mail, madam. Oh, oh, thank you, Higgins. Would you care for a cup of tea whilst perusing the mail? Tea? Oh, yes, that would be nice, thank you. You'll find the tea bags in the left-hand kitchen cabinet. Uh, tea bags? Yes, those little bags with tea in them. Madam, I've made tea all my life. My father made tea all his life. My grandfather made tea all his life. During those three generations, not one of us has ever made tea from a gunny sack. Oh, oh well, make it your own way. Uh, personally, I think it's much better tea. Of course, madam. It's obvious you're a very discerning woman. Is someone hissing me? It's me, Higgins. It is I. I know it's you. Miss Nancy, why are you whispering? Higgins, I want to talk to you about Pudgy. Pudgy? Oh, Pudgy, yes, the young man who called last week. The one with the porcupine hair, who stands with his mouth wide open with his wide fish eyes staring. Pudgy and I have an understanding. Oh, good, good. Then he won't be coming around anymore. The understanding is that we go steady. Go steady? My word, has he been wobbling? <laughs> no, no. All it means is that we're going to go with each other on dates and things. Now, if he calls this afternoon, yes. tell him I'm out and won't be home until dinner time. Very good, miss. I shall keep his calling card. Calling card? Pudgy doesn't have a calling card. But last week when he called, he said he left it home. He only said that because you frightened him. The feeling was exactly mutual. <laughs> but I must say, in England, I have never announced anyone without a calling card. You're right, Higgins. <laughs> Imagine Pudgy with calling cards. Mm. Higgins, there you are. Oh, yes. Never mind the tea now. I have to hurry downtown. Would you like to go, Nancy? Yes, Mother, I would like to go. I just remembered a very important errand. I wonder if you'd be good enough to get Tommy's lunch, Higgins. Of course, madam. Uh, Debbie is eating lunch at a friend's house. and Oh, oh yes, uh, Tommy likes peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly? Goodbye, Higgins. I'll be back in about an hour. Uh, very well, madam. Peanut butter and... What a weird idea. I never realized one could milk a peanut. <laughs> Master Thomas, one thing is certain. You'll never be a sneak thief. Hey, uh, hey, what's for lunch? You are to have peanut butter and jelly. Could you show me where the ingredients are? Oh, sure. Uh, 
Peanut butter, uh, jelly, bread, milk. Ooh, jeepers. Jeepers go in the sandwich, too? <laughs> no, I jammed the jaw on my fingers. That's why the jeepers. Oh, I see. It's something you put on an injured finger. No, jeepers is something you say. Jeepers is something you say. <laughs> hey, don't forget the jelly. How could I? I should think this mixture would seal the mouth permanently. Oh, tastes great. You see, you go roll there. My word, you're speaking with a no. British accent. <laughs> Milk, you said? There you are, Master Thomas. Shall I prepare another of these? No, thanks. I'm not hungry. My word, are you ill? No, I ain't hungry. I'm not hungry. You got worries, too? Worries. Oh, I see. So that accounts for the languishing appetite. Worries. Well, there's a dance tonight, and I gotta go. Mom says so. Yes? Then is this girl acts... She acts like a girl. Are you saying some young lady refused your invitation to a dance? Well, tell me, Master Thomas, what were, the, what were you wearing when you approached the young lady? What I got on right now. You were wearing that? That? That perspiration shirt? <laughs> What's wrong with my sweatshirt? Oh, it's devastating. Has it ever been washed? Sure. Last November when I had the measles. Mom snaked it out of the room while I was delirious. She was a cad, wasn't she? Master Thomas, are you serious about wanting this particular young lady to attend the dance with you? Yeah, I guess so. In that case, I have reason to believe I can be of some service to you. If you'll follow my advice, I believe she'll agree to go with you. You could do that? Boy! We'll start with the hair, then a bath, then fresh clothes. Perhaps you'll memorize a bit of Byron. Poetry simply slays them. Poetry? Me? I said there was only one way. When I'm through with you, you'll be a perfect gentleman. Jeepers, a gentleman. Can I wear my sweatshirt? Absolutely not. You may, however, keep it as a sentimental souvenir. Stand it up in the corner over there. <laughs> you do, Miss Jean? Well, gee whiz, who are you? I am Master Thomas Roberts. Tommy, what happened to you? Nothing. I'm just dressed up and I got a haircut. My butler gave it to me. Your butler? Oh, gee whiz. <clears throat> May I come in, Miss Jean? Oh, sure. Miss Jean? Oh, jeepers. Uh, well, do sit down, Tommy. Thank you. Lovely day, yes, indeed, quite lovely. It is? I uh, realize I'm quite bold, but you look positively ravishing. Especially the way your sweatshirt hangs down over your jeans. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Uh, you look ravishing, too, without your sweatshirt. I uh, called to ask if you'd care to attend the dance with me this evening. Or are you otherwise engaged? Me? Go with you? Oh, boy, sure. You're going to go with me? Oh, boy, I'd be crazy not to. Oh, jeepers. What do I do now? <laughs> okay, yes, Ed. I'll, I'll play golf with you on Saturday. No, you don't need to give me a handicap. 
Now, if I lose 18 holes, 17 holes would be... It's me, Daddy. And, oh, Nancy, what are you doing down here? Daddy, I've got a very serious problem to discuss with you. It's actually a matter of life and death. Life and death? Oh, this is serious. Yes, if you don't give me the money, I'll just die. I'll simply die. Money? And now, just just how serious is your problem in in, in dollars? I need a dollar and 98 cents. <laughs> you, you call that serious? One dollar and 98 cents? <laughs> Only a dollar and 98 A dollar and 98. <laughs> now, see here, Nancy, you can't afford to have such high-priced problems. Daddy, am I your own flesh and blood or, or some stranger you never saw before? Goodbye, stranger. Oh. <laughs> All right, Nancy, here you are, honey. Uh, no questions asked. Uh, is it pudgy again? Now, that isn't fair. I haven't paid Pudgy's way into the movies in three weeks. You mean you've been going to the movies with Pudgy and he's been paying for it? Yes, in a way. In what way? He got a job as an usher. (laughs) Elizabeth! Darling, it's Filzy, dear. Oh, Lizzie Wizzy. May I take your hat and yes. coat, sir? Oh, yeah. Higgins, I, I sort of forgot you were in the house. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, hello, darling. Excuse me, sir. Well, how did it go today, dear? Hmm? In some ways, I had quite a trying day. I can't seem to get used to having Higgins around the house. He puts his foot around and I can't hear him coming. Perhaps I can persuade him to hang a bell around his neck. Mm, that might help. Then he could work and sell good humors at the same time. <laughs> You're just being silly. Having Higgins around the house is quite a serious problem to me. I don't know if I approve of it at all. Don't forget the silver service, dear. If he goes, it goes. Hello, Daddy. Oh, hello, baby. You got all your problems straightened out? Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. Now, watch out, Debbie. Now, don't do <laughs> What's the matter with you, Pop? You used to be able to catch me without falling down. Well, you didn't used to jump so high. Oh, let me help you up, dear. All right. Oh. oh, my goodness. Oh. Debbie, you left a footprint right on Daddy's car. That's what I said. Oh. She jumps too high. Good evening, everyone. Hi, good evening, Tommy. My, how nice you look. Tommy? This is Tommy? <laughs> it's me, Pop. Are you sick? Oh, Pop. Ah, good evening, Master Thomas. Good evening, Higgins. Would you be good enough to lay out my blue serge suit and draw my bar? Very good, Master Thomas. What was that? Draw my bar? Lay out my blue serge suit? Oh, he acted like a perfect little gentleman for the first time in his life. He acted like a little sissy. Gee, Mommy, there must be something awfully wrong with him. He looked awfully pale. That's because he's so clean, dear. Oh, no, wait till Ed Marshall cares about this. Oh, murder. My own little gentleman. I think he's lovely. Just lovely. My own son is lovely. Oh, Tommy. Beg pardon, sir, but Master Thomas wanted to be a gentleman. I merely helped him in every way I could. You. Higgins, if you're able to make a gentleman out of him, you'll have my eternal gratitude. You may stay with us for the rest of your life. Thank you, madam. No one is going to make a sissy out of my son. Higgins, you've stabbed me in the back. If you say so, sir. (laughs) 
Another baked potato, sir? No, thank you. But you might fill my water glass again. I'm considering drowning myself. I'll have another baked potato, if you please, Higgins. Certainly, Master Thomas. If you please. Whom are you taking to the dance tonight, Tommy? Jean Marshall. Jean Marshall? Oh, no, not Ed's daughter. Oh, no, Ed will be sure to know. He'll see you for himself. Oh, Higgins? Yes, Miss Nancy? That will be Pudgy. I mean, Mr. Mervyn Armentrout. He called. <laughs> Left this card. I didn't hear him. Oh, how very nice. Now he has a calling card. Excuse me, Pudgy has calling cards? Of course. All gentlemen have calling cards. Pudgy? With calling cards? What's happening to my little world? Good evening, sir. Oh, yes, you're the young gentleman who called last week. This time I have your card. It reads Mervyn Armentrout, formerly known as Pudgy. <laughs> That's you, isn't it? Now, see here, young man, close your mouth and stop staring at me with those fish eyes. Oh, I say, Mr. Armentrout, come back here. Oh, dear, Higgins has done it again. He's frightened Pudgy away. Oh, Miss Nancy... I'm terribly sorry, but the young man seems to have done it again. Uh, say, Higgins, uh, come here. You're quite familiar with calling cards, aren't you? Uh, how much would you say a couple of dozen cards would cost? A couple of dozen cards, sir? Mm. Oh, I'd say, let's see now. Uh, oh, three shillings and sixpence, a couple of pounds. A dollar ninety-eight, sir, net. That Who's there? It's me, Pop. Why are you sneaking upstairs? Oh. Oh, my, your face, your suit, your eye. I didn't want Mom to know I was in a fight. Is she up? She's out in the kitchen. In a fight, huh? Naturally, you lost. I did not. I won. Huh? Eddie Marshall's in a mess. You, you whipped Eddie Marshall? Yeah, he's got two shiners, a bloody nose, a big bruise on his chin, and his brand-new two-piece suit is now an eight-piece suit. Oh, <laughs> it's lovely, lovely. Uh, uh, what's that under your torn shirt? Oh, this. Well, that's my old sweatshirt. I wore it underneath. Uh, well, tell me how you whipped Eddie, son. Well, he kind of got smart, so I put up my hands like this. Uh, wait a minute. I'll kneel down so you can show me. Okay. So I threw the left hook, the one you taught me. Uh, and that lady out, I knew it would. Oh, no, it was the right mystery corkscrew punch that Higgins showed me. Higgins? I oh. thought he was making a gentleman out of you. Oh, yeah, but he said even in England, a kid what's a gentleman should know how to fight. <laughs> a, a mystery corkscrew punch, huh? Uh, c come on, show it to me now. Okay, put him up. Uh -huh. Now, first I throw the left hook. Yeah. And then the mystery right. <laughs> how is that, Pop? Pop, don't just lie there smiling at me. Get up. Hey, Serge, very good punch. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of your son. You, you won't tell Mom. Oh, I should say not. This is, this is just between us men. <laughs> good night, son. Good night, Pop. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that, Philip? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Tommy. Uh, he just came in, uh, went right to bed. Pretty tired, I guess. You know, first dance and all that. Uh... Well, isn't that amazing? That's the first time he's ever come in that quietly and well-behaved. Higgins has done a fine job with that boy. Uh, yes, yes, he certainly has. I'll uh... go right up and kiss him good night. Uh, Higgins might be a little shocked. I meant Tommy. Oh, uh, 
Well, uh, don't turn on the light, dear. Tommy was pretty tired. Just, uh, just sneak in in the dark. I'll huh? do just that. <laughs> what a sweet thought. Yes, you have no idea. Is there anything further before I retire, sir? Higgins, I've maligned you, and I apologize. As you wish, sir. <laughs> Furthermore, I, I'm very happy with you. As a matter of fact, Higgins, you're a lollapalooza. If you say so, sir. <laughs> This has been It's Higgins, Sir, the second in a new comedy series starring Harry McNaughton with Vinton Hayworth and Peggy Allenby as Mr. and Mrs. Roberts. It's Higgins, Sir, was directed and transcribed by Paul Harrison and written by Paul Harrison and Rick Bollocks. It's Higgins, Sir, came to you from our Radio City studios in New York. Join Jack Pearl and Mimi Benzel next on NBC. I hope you enjoyed the first two episodes of that short-lived but hilarious classic comedy radio show, It's Higgins, Sir. Higgins arrives and Higgins arranges dates. And I hope everyone is having a great Memorial Day, despite the pandemic that is keeping a lot of us from our usual celebrations. If you'd like to suggest a show you'd like to hear on a future episode of this podcast, visit us at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast and leave a message with your name and location. We'd love to feature your suggestion on the show. And I'll ask once again that if you're enjoying the podcast, to please leave us a quick five-star rating on your podcast app. That's it for today. Happy Memorial Day, everyone, and tune in next time for another great comedy show right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La, 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 la.